CQ, 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 calling all radio amateurs and shortwave listeners. This is GB2RS, the news broadcasting service of the Radio Society of Great Britain. It's read to you by G4NJH in Nottingham. You can find uh, web references in the script either on the RSGB website or attached to the podcast at gb2rs.podbean.com. This is GB2RS News for Sunday the 28th of January 2024. Here are the main news headlines. The RSGB election deadline is coming up. RSGB Builder Radio workshops planned at Bletchley Park. Registration for SOS Radio Week is open. The deadline for nominations in the RSGB elections is next Wednesday the 31st of January. If you'd like to stand for one of the elected director roles or any of the eight regional representative vacancies, you'll need to complete the nomination process by 2359 UTC on Wednesday. Full details of the process are on the RSGB website. The Society would encourage anyone with a passion for amateur radio and a desire to support the amateur radio community to look at the candidate's information and consider stepping forward for one of these roles. You'll find full information about the skills and experience necessary in the candidate packs. And there's still time for an informal chat about the roles and responsibilities. If you'd like one, but don't delay as applications, late applications can't be accepted. As part of its British Science Week activities, the RSGB is organising two Builder Radio workshops at Bletchley Park on Sunday the 17th of March. Funded by the Radio Communications Foundation, these fun workshops are a great way for young people to try a practical amateur radio activity. The sessions are for youngsters between 11 and 18 who will build their own VHF FM broadcast receiver using simple tools. The workshop costs £11 for the participant, and if you're an adult accompanying a participant who's aged 16 or under, you'll receive free admission to Bletchley Park. These workshops are always very popular, so book now if you know a youngster who'd like to take part. Go to the Bletchley Park website at bletchleypark.org.uk, then choose the What's On option from the top right-hand menu. SOS Radio Week is an annual event that takes place throughout the month of May to celebrate the work of volunteers for the Royal National Lifeboat Institution. Independent lifeboats and national coast watch stations around the British Isles. Members of these organisations save many people who are in danger along and around the thousands of miles of coastline and further out to sea. This year is the 200th anniversary of the foundation of the RNLI, so SOS Radio Week is being branded SOS Radio Week 200. For those operators who are supporting the RNLI RNLI during the event, participants can operate from home, a public location, or a lifeboat or coast watch station with the appropriate authorisation from the station manager. A commemorative certificate will be available to all official stations that record their contacts on their website, together with awards for the top individual and club or group stations on each band from 160 metres to 70 sems. Registration for individual and group operators is now open via sosradioweek.org.uk. The RSGB has released a further three presentations from its 2023 convention. In the first, Professor Simon Watts, G3XXH, gives a fascinating presentation about VHF airborne radar and the design and performance of these early systems in World War II. 
The other two presentations focus on the Radio Radio, the World Radio Sport Team Championship, which the UK will be hosting in 2026. The WRTC is held every four years and is considered to be the Olympic Games of radio contesting. At the RSGB convention, WRTC Chair Mark uh, Haynes, M0DXR, gave an overview of what is being planned and how people can get involved, either as a spectator, volunteer, competitor or referee. John Warburton, G4IRN, gave his perspective on what it's like to be a WRTC referee. The full WRTC planning team also gave an update recently on an RSGB Tonight to Tate live webinar. You can see all of these presentations on the RSGB YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash the RSGB. Radcom Basics aims to help newcomers to amateur radio develop their knowledge and experience. Others enjoy reading it as it helps remind them of things they've forgotten or practice a skill they haven't used for a long time. The January 2024 issue of Radcom Basics is now available. It contains articles that provide advice on getting started with bunkers on the air, working on the 160 and 80 metre bands, constructing a multi-band vertical antenna and more. You can find Radcom Basics at rsgb.org under Radcom Basics. The latest issue of Radcom Plus, the online magazine for the more technically minded radio amateur, was published this week. The first article by Tom Aldred, VA7TA, is about how to make a protection filter for an SDR or VNA. Following this, a contribution from Sheldon Hutchinson, N6JJA, who discusses how to make a really effective antenna noise cancelor. You may recall the article by Andy, G0FVI, in October's Radcom, which discussed the principles of antenna noise cancellation. Shelton investigates exactly how the cancellor should work, and his investigations have resulted in his superior design, which you can construct for yourself. The third article by Michael Toya, G3MT, sorry, K3MT, is all about understanding the relationship between a train of square pulses and the harmonic content of its frequency spectrum, not with complicated mathematics, but by using an entirely diagrammatic approach. Those less familiar with mathematics might especially find this article helpful. The issue of Rad Comments with uh, Andy Nehan, G4HUE, discussing the design of analog power supplies. Members of the RSGB can access Radcom Plus um, via rsgb.org forward slash radcom hyphen plus. Now for details of rallies and event, the Lincoln Shortwave Club Winter Radio Rally is taking place today the 28th at the Festival Hall Caster Road Market Rays and LN83HT. Doors open from 9am, admission £2, free car parking and hot, refresh, hot refreshments available. Tables £10 each and at 2pm after the rally there will be used equipment auction items for the auction should be booked in from 1pm. Contact Steve M5ZZZ for tables and details via M5ZZZ at outlook.com or 07777, that's four sevens. 699069. The Canvey Rally will be held on Sunday the 4th of February at Cornelius Vermuden School, Dinant Avenue, Canvey in Essex, SS8 8QS. 
The rally is expected to be the usual hive of activity with plenty of traders on site. More information from Richard Stanley, 07725551263 or email g7oed at icloud.com. The Midcars Radioactive Rally, uh, which will be held will be held on Sunday the 11th of February at Nantwich Civic Hall, Market Street, Nantwich, CW55DG. Doors open 10am, admission is £5. There'll be a wide variety of trader stalls covering every aspect of amateur radio. Raffles will be held throughout the rally. Uh, refreshments and snacks will be available in the hall. Parking is immediately adjacent to the venue. Now for special event news, the Radio Club of Haiti is on the air until the 31st of January with a special call sign HH220Y. The station is is active to celebrate Haiti's 220th anniversary of independence. Operators are active on the 160 to 10 metre bands using CW, FT8 and SSB. QSL is via N2 Oscar Oscar Oscar. Listen up for special event station TM21AAW, which will be on the air from the 4th to the 18th of Feb. The station is active to celebrate the 21st Antarctic uh, Activity Week. Activity will be on the 40 to 10 metre bands QSL F8 DVD directly or via the Bureau. More information about Antarctic Activity Week, visit WAPON line, that's waponline.it. Now for DX News, Matthias, or Matthias perhaps, DL4MM will be active as P4 stroke call sign and P40AA from Aruba, SA036, until Wednesday the 31st of January. He'll operate CWSSB and digital modes, 160 to 10 metre bands, QSL via Club Logs, OQRS, Logbook of the World, or DL4MM. Elvira IV3FSG is active as ZD7Z from St Helena AF022 until the 4th of Feb. She's operating SSB, CW, RITI, FT8 and FT4, 160 to 6 metre bands, QSL via Club Logs OQRS, and paper cards can be sent, sent directly to IK2DUW. Now for contest new CQ 160 meter DX contest started at 2200 UTC. Friday the 26th ends 2200 UTC today the 28th. Using CW on the 160 meter band, the exchange of signal report and CQ zone. American stations send their state, Canadians send their province. The British Amateur Radio Teledata Group, Ritty Sprint, started at 1200 UTC on Saturday the 27th and ends at 1200 UTC today the 28th. Ritty on 80 to 10 metre bands where contests are allowed exchanges serial number. Wednesday the 31st, the UK and Ireland Contest Club 80 metre contest runs from 2000 to 2100 UTC. Using CW on the 80 metre band, the exchange is your six character locator. UK six metre group winter marathon began on Friday the 1st of December last year, 2023. The contest will run until the 31st of January 2024. Using all modes on the six metre band, the exchange is signal report and locator. Sunday the 4th of February, the 432 MEGS Affiliated Society Contest runs from 0900 to 1300 UTC, all modes on the 70 SEMS band, the exchange's signal report, serial number and locator. 
Now for the radio propagation report compiled by G0KYAG3YLANG4BAO. They write, We dodged a bullet last week when a coronal mass ejection, or CME, was predicted to be heading our way. In the end, it came to nothing. The CME observed on the 20th of January was expected to pass Earth and deliver possible G2 storm conditions, but a solar wind enhancement, possibly associated with a plasma cloud passing near Earth, saw the KP index rise to only 3.67 on Wednesday the 24th. The many solar flares and associated coronal mass ejections over the past few days makes it difficult to give a reliable geomagnetic forecast. Over the past seven days there have been more than 60 C-class and 18 M-class flares, which is typical for, typical for this point in the solar cycle. Sunspot-wise, the solar flux index has remained high, being more than 170 all week. Critical frequencies have often been exceeding 11 MHz during daylight hours, which means the 30-metre band, as well as the 40-metre band, should be open around the UK. However, nighttime critical frequencies have fallen below 4 MHz, meaning that even the 80-metre band struggles at times. We mentioned last week that the NCDXF beacon, VK6RBP in Australia, had been heard on 28.2 MHz. If you've copied VK6RBP, you might be interested in trying for some other lower power Australian beacons in the 10 metre band. Try listening for the 8 watt VK4LA-B on 28.206 MHz in Brisbane, or perhaps the 10 watt VK4RST, which is 550 km northwest of Brisbane, on 28.266 MHz. Next week, then uh, NOAA predicts the solar flux index will be in the range of 155 to 175. Geomagnetic conditions are forecast to be quiet other than on 29th of Jan, when the KP index is predicted to rise to 3. But as always, keep an eye on solarham.net for near real-time reporting. Now for VHF and up. Today, the 28th, sees the UK recovering from two named storms and just getting settled into moving high pressure across northern France, with a second centre crossing central Britain early next week. This offers a chance of tropo, especially in the south, whilst fronts continue to affect Scotland. After the middle of the coming week, a more unsettled pattern returns with fronts crossing the country, which might bring some rain scatter for the gigahertz band, but in general, the picture remains unsettled in the, into the end of the week and doesn't look too exciting for the 432 MEGS Affiliated Societies contest which is on Sunday the 4th. Other propagation modes that are worth considering are all relatively low-key in the transition into February. This means that meteor scatter is best looked for in the early pre-dawn period when random meteor scatter meteor activity peaks. The other chance might be aurora, and this is simply about checking the behaviour of the KP index, which measures the disturbance of the Earth's magnetic field by solar activity. KP indices higher than 6 are, good, are a good sign for aurora. If it continues to look like look as though we are in a quiet period for sporadic E. Sorry, it continues to look as though we're still in a quiet period for sporadic E propagation. For EME operators, moon declination is positive and falling, going negative again on the 30th. Path losses reach their maximum at apogee on Monday the 29th, then start to fall again. 144 meg sky noise is low all week. That's it from the propagation team this week. That's all from me until next week.